Welcome in. I'm Clay Travis. She's Kelly Stewart. This is the Fade Thanksgiving edition. Two days from now, we will be all enmeshed in massive amounts of food. We will be watching and gorging ourselves as we have football. I love the idea that the NFL now has a Black Friday game. I think they should have done it for a long time. And I need to get back on the winning streak. Kelly, do you know how bad my picks were uh, last weekend in college football? Clay, they couldn't have been as bad as mine. Thursday, big-time winner, Ravens. Ravens, Friday, great at the uh, Baja Mar basketball tournament. And then Saturday, outside of Florida, I did not win a single game, Clay. So you and I, misery loves company right now, I guess. I went 2-11. and 11. I think it's the worst weekend I've ever had in college football gambling. So that means uh, we can only come back in a positive direction. All right, so, Kelly, let's start college football. A lot of these games are taking place on Thursday and Friday. So everybody out there, I know you get into your turkey stupors. You might forget to get your bets in. There are a lot of Thursday and uh, Friday college football games. Uh, In fact, I'm going to start with the Egg Bowl, always a Thanksgiving staple, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. I'm on the over. Uh, Mississippi State obviously fired their coach. Lane Kiffin's offense has been scoring. The defense has been giving up a decent amount of points all season long. Uh, I got it at 55 and a half. Do you have a, I know you got quarterback issues. Will Rogers been unhealthy for Mississippi State all year. Jackson Dart hasn't been great. I would be surprised if he's not going to end up going just because of how big this game is. So I'm on the over. What about you, Kelly? I don't hate the over, Clay. I'll say that last week, Mississippi State well, we'll call it a bye week against Southern Miss. Maybe they got to right some wrongs. I love playing on coaches or teams after they fire their coach, especially these rivalry games. And don't forget, this is the week. Look for those asterisks, those five-win teams looking to make a bowl. Yeah. Is Mississippi State going to win this game? I don't think so. But plus 11 points? That seems a lot in a rivalry game. Keep an eye, like you said, on the injury report. See who is going to be a go. Will Will Rogers does go for this game. I have no choice here but to take the Bulldogs. Uh, Iowa at Nebraska. I think the over-under is down under around 27. I got burned. Uh, I took the over finally in Iowa and Illinois. Lost it by a couple of points. I'm going back on the underside. This is a crazy number for college football, but Iowa's going for 10 wins. Nebraska, I think Kelly, correct me if I'm wrong, is trying still to get bowl eligible uh, in Matt Rule year one. I'm going to take the under in this one. Yeah, this is uh, not an under I want to take. This makes me sick to my stomach. 26 and a half currently on the odd screens there, Clay. I know Iowa has just been a dead under team all year, but it's too late for me to jump on the bandwagon. We talked about that last week. Uh, Kind of like Nebraska here, but I just can't lay points with this team. As you mentioned, going to be bowl eligible if they can win this one. But man, Iowa's just like Washington to me. Every time I want to bet against them catching points, they just beat me straight up. So I'm going to stay off this one. Uh, Mizzou, Arkansas, it's time to tap the veins, boys and girls. I will say I went 2-11 last week. Thankfully, maybe amazingly, the blood bank did hit. So uh, some of you who only bet the blood bank uh, guarantee missed all of the carnage. Uh, Mizzou, Arkansas, I'm on the over here. Uh, Mizzou has not been very good uh, defensively, at least other than against Tennessee. 
Arkansas, I described them in my picks column, Kelly, as like a drunk guy in a in a bar fight. They could come up and totally knock anybody out with a wild haymaker. They also could swing and miss, trip, and knock themselves out. So I just have no idea what they're going to do. Uh, but I do feel like Mizzou's offense is going to score a lot. I feel like that Mizzou defense is going to give up a decent amount. I said either Arkansas is going to win this game 38-35 or we're going to end up in some situation where it's like 45-20. to uh, Either way, I think we go over with Mizzou with an easy win or Arkansas finding a way to steal it. This is my blood bank. Do you like either side any direction, Kelly? That is a hilarious analogy. We should have been using that all season long. Because you're right. I was on Arkansas to beat Florida. And then they came right back and just got clobbered by a bad Auburn team who my team is going to get stuck playing in the Texas Bowl, it looks like. Look, this is not a game that was initially on my radar. I had a buddy text me. He goes, don't you want to bet against my Mizzou Tigers again, Kelly? Uh, look, Mizzou catching points. I'm on a Mizzou laying points, not so much. I may end up on the Razorbacks before it's all said and done, but I got a lot more work to do on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, we're done. Well, this is Tuesday. We're a couple of days out. Uh, Penn State, Michigan State. I'm on the under. This is going to be the saddest 10-2 and record maybe ever uh, for James Franklin's Penn State and the Lions. That's why I think, just putting it out there, if the right job came available, I think James Franklin could be ready Ooh. to move uh, because when you can go 10-2 and two and your fan base is furious, it's maybe a sign that you've been there for too long because what? All but about seven or eight teams in America would be ecstatic to be 10-2. and two. Uh, And uh, so I've got the under in this one. Let me hit you with a couple. In the Civil War, Oregon State, Oregon, I've got Oregon minus 13 and a half. And well, let's pause there before we get to Ohio State, Michigan. Do you like either one of those in one way or the other? No, nobody can back Sparty right now. And this is just a team that is in disarray. Both teams actually kind of really banged up. Laying 21 with James Franklin, I can't do that. As far as Oregon State, Oregon goes, Oregon looks like one of the better teams in the country at this moment in time. Bo Nix still vying for that Heisman campaign. I want to love the Beavers here. I really, really do because they have such a great defense, right? They haven't lost a game by more than three points all season long. I don't know if if they can really stop Bo Nix, though, right? They had a little bit of uh, slowing down Michael Penix Jr. last week, but not that much. We'll see if uh, the Beavers can keep it close here, but I think I'm going to stay off with this one, Clay. Okay, let's talk uh, Ohio State-Michigan. This is the game of the weekend. I would describe it, one of my buddies, I think it was Cole Kublik back in the day, used to describe LSU-Alabama as like the college football black hole, uh, by which he meant every conversation eventually got sucked into LSU-Alabama because it was so big. Ohio State-Michigan this year has been like that black hole for college football. You could see this game coming. All the Michigan uh, spy scandal-related uh, issues that have certainly even added more intrigue to this game. Fox's Big Noon is going to be there. Michigan, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, Kelly. I ultimately am going on the Wolverines. I have not sold on Ohio State at quarterback. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be the best player on the field, but I think Michigan has the talent in their secondary to make him just a guy. Uh, in this game, um, and 
I just think the big house is going to be electric on a level that we may not have seen a home venue in a very long time. And I also don't think everybody's going to let Michigan off the hook over this spy scandal. This feels one of those stories that needs to continue to grow. Uh, we have at least over a month left of it. If Michigan loses, this story just kind of vanishes. If they win, it just adds more fuel to the fire. I'm taking the Wolverines, minus three and a half. One additional thing, uh, Michigan was out to six or six and a half in the look ahead the past few weeks, so this has been a buyback on Ohio State. How do you break this one down? Look, Clay, this is going to be a great one, and you're right about that look-ahead line, and that's why when it came out three and a half, I was sitting at the basketball tournament, I said three and a half, and I'm pulling up my spreadsheet on my phone like the dork that I really am inside, and I said, what am I missing here? And my buddy turns to me and he goes, you know we're going to be on the Buckeyes, and I just rolled my eyes. I'm like, I don't trust this team. You mentioned Marvin Harrison Jr. by far being the best player in the field. I'm not sold on Kyle McCord. Is he going to have Yeah, I think he can be. A turnover-free game, and that's my problem here. And so I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to the window on Ohio State because these are some really solid defenses, probably two of the best defenses in the country, in fact. So I do think that the under is going to be the look for me. But gosh, do I want to take the Buckeyes so bad here? Eventually, all of this stuff with Michigan that's been going on is going to come to a head. Is it going to be this weekend? I don't know. I looked this morning on Twitter. Dan Dakish had an entire list of all the things that Jim Harbaugh has done in his tenure at Michigan. I didn't know about half of it. <laughs> Eventually, these kind of things are are going to catch up with him. And, of course, his uh, weird Ted Lasso reference this weekend just, just added the nail in the coffin for me. Uh, all right. So, I'm on uh, Michigan. Last year, just to be fair, I was all in on Ohio State and Michigan uh, on, on Big Noon. Michigan absolutely uh, – obliterated Ohio State in the second half, and I had to hear from my wife, who was a Michigan grad. So this year, at least I'm going back uh, on that side. All right. Good, good emotional I got a head theory on this game. Yeah, it's smart. Smart by me to try. With all the failures that I provide in my life, it's good to be able to uh, to, to, to protect that one at least a little bit. Uh, let's go to this, uh, Kelly. A&M LSU, because I have a theory for you. Jaden Daniels, six touchdowns, uh, passing, two rushing last week. This game is kicking off right around the same time as Ohio State-Michigan. I think Jaden Daniels certainly deserves a trip to New York City, but LSU is going balls to the wall on he deserves the Heisman Trophy. I think it's going to come down to Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. in the Pac-12 title game, presuming that we're getting that one in a couple of weeks, and one of those guys will be your Heisman. But... I think that as a result of being all in on on uh, Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman, LSU is going to try to set a ridiculous and furious pace in this game against A&M for as many possessions as possible. I think they're going to go high risk, high reward on defense. I think they're going to try to put this game in a situation where you can end up with five more touchdown passes or five more touchdowns from Jaden Daniels. As a result, I'm on the over. Is this crazy? Or is this genius? Yeah, I don't want any part of the under. Sir, pretty much 66 across the board right now, and it's only going one direction, Clay, because you're absolutely right. This is going to possibly be a boat race. Jimbo Fisher just got fired, though. I told you I like to play on teams who just fired their coach, but you're absolutely correct. LSU's finally been on a tear, especially against the spread. 
A&M, on the other hand, has just been abysmal. If this game was in College Station, I could take the Aggies. But their road versus home defense has too much differential, right? On the road, they're giving up 32 points a game. I just don't love them here in this spot. Also, they are already bowl eligible. What do they really have left to play for? I'm not sure. LSU has a lot more to lose in this one, so I would not be surprised to see this one be a 51-41 final. Uh, Kentucky, he'll hit you with several here. Kentucky at Louisville. Uh, remember Kentucky started off 5-0, and Kelly? They're now 6-5. and They've gone 1-5 and since that 5-0 and start. Louisville, the most surprising team, I think it's fair to say, in the country, sitting at 10-1. and I'm going to take the under in this one in the Battle of the Bluegrass. Colorado, speaking of, remember, started off 3-0, and now 4-7. and Utah, 7-4, and I believe. I think Utah is going to blow them out. I'm taking Utah minus 21 and a half. And then Vanderbilt at Tennessee. Tennessee hasn't been very good at all the last two weeks. Vanderbilt off a of bye week. I'm taking Vanderbilt plus the 27 uh, on the road at Tennessee. Do you feel strongly about any of those three? Look, I don't love this Colorado team. They make way too many st- mistakes. As Smoke said, they play a lot of selfish football. But Utah loses as a nine-point underdog to Washington. Fine, respectable. They covered the spread. And then they turn around and get blown out by Arizona. This seems bowl eligible. How much do they have left to play for? I'm not really sure here. That's a big number to lay for a youth team that doesn't blow teams out historically. So that one kind of scares me. I bet against Louisville last week. I'm still in pain over that one. Uh, whether we want to blame the refs or, well, I got Mario Cristobal. Whichever it was, was really painful. So I do not want to touch that one. Uh, last but not least, for me, anyhow, I have to kind of wonder on the Florida Gators versus the Seminoles now without Jordan Travis. Yeah. No, I I am on um I'm on FSU uh UF. I like Florida. Uh, and I know Florida's not gonna have Graham Mertz either, Kelly. And that line, I got him at Florida plus six and a half. But I just feel like Florida has uh, just based on watching, I liked what I saw from the backup at Florida. It's going to be a pretty loud uh, game in Gainesville. You get the backup quarterback for Florida State coming in. And FSU's been playing with uh, fire, kind of, even with Jordan Travis in this game. So you're with me and you like Florida as well? Yeah, I think Florida's going to make my underdog parlay. Look, they've been playing with fire since week two versus Boston College. I mean, this team's been on the ropes. Yeah. They could have lost to Clemson. Uh, they The only team they really blew out was a, a mediocre Syracuse team and a really bad Wake team. This is not a Florida State team that I want to be laying points with with a backup quarterback, even versus a backup quarterback on the road. I would not be surprised to see Billy Napier get to go to a bowl game this year. He had a lot of doubters. I'm not saying this team is any good, but they should be able to go bowling. All right, I got two more, Kelly. I'm taking Auburn plus over two touchdowns, even after the disaster against New Mexico State. If anything, that made me want to bet Auburn more uh, because the Iron Bowl is so often freighted with chaos. And then I'm taking South Carolina plus the points over a touchdown I got them against Clemson, that game in Columbia. Do you like either of those rivalry matchups in the South? 
oh, Auburn, good grief. Are they going to be able to score points, Clay? That's my, my problem. I've seen them score points versus bad teams like Arkansas. Alabama still has a pretty solid defense here. Slight lean to the over two touchdowns there. And yes, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be on the Gamecocks on Saturday. I have no choice here. This is not a team that I really trust overall, but they have an opportunity to go bowling here. You have a, a Clemson Tiger team that they can get a win over because, well, what have we seen from Clemson this year? I have not been impressed with them for a vast majority of the season. Outside of that win last week at North Carolina, I know this is a big-time rivalry spot here for the Tigers, but I think the Gamecocks are going to give them a run for their money. So catching seven at home, I'm with you. All right, those are all my college football picks. What do you like the most that we may or may not have discussed? The only thing that I thought was rather interesting that we did not discuss uh, Washington State in the Apple Bowl. But as I mentioned, every time I bet against uh, Washington, mainly just catching points. I can, I can lay points with that team all day. Uh, but I do think Washington State catching 17 is going to be really interesting. If you go, I retweeted a thing on Twitter if you guys want to go over there to see an entire exhaustive list of all the teams that are fighting to be bowl eligible this week. And that doesn't mean they're going to win, right? And doesn't mean every team wants to go bowling. Sometimes that's kind of a, a letdown for some of these teams. They're just like, let's just end the season, get it over with. But there's going to be a lot of those teams I'm going to be looking to play on. I'll make sure to tweet out all of my picks uh, by the end of the week. But go over there and check that out. For sure. All right, let's go uh, NFL. And Kelly, let's start on Thursday because I know a lot of you are going to be betting, uh, sitting around on Thanksgiving with the family. I'm betting all three of these games. I took all favorites, which is risky. I took the Lions. My wife, Laura, who I mentioned earlier, went to the University of Michigan. I texted her this stat. Lions are 8-2 and two for the first time since 1962. JFK was alive the last time the Lions started off the season eight and two. Uh, I think they get the win over the Packers, but my wife said this is yet another sign that the apocalypse is near. Uh, I've got Dallas minus 10 and a half against Washington, although this is the ultimate lose a game cowboy moment uh, over the last two uh, decades, basically. This has been the kind of game that the Cowboys always lose, but I'm taking them as a double-digit favorite over Washington coming off uh, the Commanders, Redskins, off that awful performance against uh, against the Giants. And then I like the 49ers who are starting to round into shape at the Seahawks given the Geno Smith injury-related issues. Do you have a strong take one way or the other on uh, Thanksgiving football in the NFL, Kelly? So, Clay, I'm hosting Thanksgiving. I, I traditionally do because it's always around my birthday, and I'm a control freak so that I can have my own TV. I can eat what I want. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, so it's going to be wonderful. I actually had my, uh, I guess it would be my boyfriend's sister. I call her my sister-in-law, but same thing. Text me. She goes, what time are we eating? And I said, there will be breakfast available before the Lions-Packers kickoff. And then we're not eating. And that game goes to three overtimes. I, no, obviously I can't. But you get my idea. We are not eating until this game's over because this game matters a lot to me. I have the Lions in my big money survivor pool. If they lose this game, I'm going to lose my mind. And probably just not. And I'm just going to ruin Thanksgiving. I've already decided. Uh, but what I do think that in the survivor pool? This What's year the money on the line there? 9, $9.2 million. Uh, the Commanders getting knocked out last week, knocked out and a few other hundred, knocked out one of my other entries, but I have three entries remaining. 
Um, it's it's getting intense. So I have the Lions and all three. left at this point? I, I think it's just a little over 400. I would have to double check uh, that okay. nobody played the Chiefs last night. Uh, this show was getting early for me, Clay, so I had to get all of my picks in order so that I could come prepared for you. But I will say this. I think the Lions in a teaser spot here is absolutely perfect. I know Jordan Love has played better as of late, but he has the tendency to still turn the ball over. The problem is Detroit's defense is one of the worst in the NFL, yet they keep winning football games. So Detroit has kind of owned this Green Bay team as of late. We'll see if they can't again, but I think it's an excellent teaser spot. But I can't lay the points with this team uh, with that defense. I hope you're absolutely right on Dallas losing this game outright. How more like storybook would that be for the NFL? Commanders lose to the lowly Giants and a backup quarterback who lives at home and then turn around on Thanksgiving Day and play mistake-free football, no six turnovers against the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think that would be absolutely epic. I have no choice uh, but to take the Commanders there. I could not lay it with Dallas. And the Seahawks, catching almost a touchdown at home is very intriguing. We had the 49ers kind of go into that really ugly stretch, then came out of the bye week. We know how well they do down the stretch here. We'll see. Look, this was uh, week 15 last year. We remember uh, San Francisco was able to get the win in Seattle, but another really close game here. Seattle's been very great at home, won four straight. They have not lost consecutive games a season. I think this is going to be a good one. I'm going to take Seattle plus the six and a half here at home. Can they get the win? They might be able to. Uh, all right. Um, here's another one. J uh, the Jets, obviously, at quarterback are a mess. They're benching Zach Wilson. Dolphins, I don't know how much you watched of this game. Didn't look that crisp coming off the bye week against the Raiders, who, to be fair, have been playing better under Antonio Pierce. I think the Dolphins are going to blow out the Jets. I love the under, too. I just don't think the uh, the, the Jets are going to hardly be able to score. I put them down for 10 or less. I feel good about the Dolphins for 24 or 21 or 28. Like, I don't think this game's going to be particularly close. I like the under, and I like the Dolphins. I can see that. Uh, I think if I was going to play the Dolphins, I'd play them in the first half, like you mentioned. Uh, new quarterback for the Jets. We're going to see what he's got. I mean, I'm guessing – they're assuming he's going to be a little bit better than Zach Wilson, who I think gets a lot of flack. But this Jets defense might be able to uh, force a turnover or two. That always gets wonky when you're looking at these double-digit spreads. So I'm going to pass. But I think if I did, I would lay it with the Dolphins in the first half. Uh, all right. Uh, here is my blood bank for Thanksgiving weekend. I said I love Mizzou, Arkansas, the over. Tap the veins on this one. Panthers at the Titans. Kelly, you actually watched the Titans' last win, I believe. I love the under 37. This is the bowl of sadness. This is uh, a, a matchup between two franchises that have virtually nothing to be looking forward to at all because Bryce Young has looked bad. And, I, in fact, I don't think Bryce Young would be a first-round draft pick right now if, uh, honestly, if they had had the tape for the first half of this season. Uh, Will Levis has gotten a little bit worse in every game since he started in Atlanta. I gave these tickets away. I'm going to be down in Florida for Thanksgiving with my family. Um, I gave these tickets away to my sister, which feels like I'm, like, uh, you know, extorting her to force her to even go to this, my nieces and nephews. 
Um, I'm on the under. I just I don't think either team can score. Um, and uh, and the Titans I think are three and a half points favorites or so. I will be. I think it's going to be like 10-6, 13-10, just an epic, ugly bowl of sadness on Saturday. I, I would have to agree with you. It is. And listen, I'm going to give a little asterisk to Will Levis. His entire his entire offensive line is hurt. And then Chris Hubbard got hurt Garbage. last game. Yes. It has been terrible for him. Three tackles. Worst basically. offensive line in the NFL. And, and I so I do feel bad for him here. But uh, one thing I didn't mention in that survivor pool, Clay, is that you have to pick a Thanksgiving game and then you have to follow it up with Sunday. And Sunday looks so painful. So painful, in fact, that I'm considering using the Titans in my second survivor pick of the weekend. I need to know from you, do you think they lose this game to the Panthers? No. I, I you know that by the way, a lot of people don't realize this because nobody pays attention to the Titans and it's been bracketed over two seasons. The Titans are three and fourteen now in their last seventeen games. Again, they started off seven and three last year. So I feel like most people haven't really noticed. I have obviously because I watched all seventeen of those games. I think they'll find a way to win, Kelly, but I think it'll be like 10-6 or 13-10, something in that uh, something in that universe. Yeah, but let's just hope it's like 24 nothing for me because uh, I think I'm going to have to use them in at least one of my entries because there's no way I'm going Vikings across the board or anything insane like that. Uh, this Sunday slate is – there's just so many very close games. Um, and I have a couple of rules uh, that I don't like to lay – uh, points with teams on the road, so the Ravens are kind of out. It's, it's going to be a tough week for me on Sunday. All right, my last pick, I did seven picks because we got uh, Thanksgiving, and I know a lot of people out there are fired up, maybe even eight picks. Uh, Browns, Broncos, under 36-and-a-half. You know the Broncos really well, Kelly. Uh, Browns, obviously, without Deshaun Watson. I'm not sure that it really changes things very much. Offensively, they've been very hit or miss. Uh, but uh, the Broncos have not been explosive uh, offensively, to say the least. Uh, I think the defense is dominate in this game. Under 36-and-a-half is my play. Yeah, Kareem Jackson's now out for four games after that dirty hit last week. This defense has been playing better, Clay, but like I mentioned to you about three or four weeks ago, friends do not let friends lay points with the Denver Broncos, and that came into play on Sunday night. Once again, game lands one, so everybody that lay laid two-and-a-half with the Broncos Loss, they are so frustrating. Um, I I am not going to use them as my one of my survivor picks because I don't trust this team. But we'll see. Sitting at five and five, maybe this team can win a few games down the stretch. You like anything else in uh, in NFL action uh, going on starting Thursday through the weekend? You know, I am going to lay the three and a half with the Vikings. Uh, they are my best bet this week. Coming off that loss on Sunday night. They have a, you know, chance to regroup here. And the Bears, hey, what'd they do last week? Oh, that's right. They gave a scare to the Lions. I think a lot of people are going to want to double down here with Chicago, thinking that with Justin Fields back under center, they can go in and get a win over Minnesota. I just don't trust this team. Their defense might as well be the Packers' defense because they are Swiss cheese. 5-13-1 against the spread in their last 19 games. And Minnesota, as I mentioned, even though they lost on Sunday night, they covered once again. They had a really good shot to win that game. Late touchdown by the Broncos. So I'm going to lay it with the Vikings, minus three and a half as my best bet this week. 
Uh, all right. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Happy birthday to you, Kelly. We will be back on Wednesday our, or Thursday of next week, more normal schedule, but we wanted to get this done for the last two weeks. We've been traveling uh, to get this done early for all of you guys out there. Um, and uh, best of luck. Apologies for going 2-11 and 11 last week. But as I always say, the only way to get out of a hole is to keep digging. Kelly, any final Thanksgiving message for everybody out there? No, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Let's cash some tickets because I also owe our fans an apology. Last week truly should have been the fade. Uh, awesome. Appreciate all of you. I will uh, see you guys.